This is exactly right. What is up, Bananimals? Bananimals, what's happening? These are our minisodes. Mm-hmm. You are our Bananimals. Mm-hmm. That across from me is my best bud, Kurt Brownoler. And I'm looking at my best bud, Scotty Landis. <laughs> hey, what's dude. happening? You know what? I had a funny thing. I'm, I'm doing one of those... Um, I'm having a smoothie week, and you know the smoothie <laughs> weeks where you buy all the ingredients, and like three days in a row you make killer smoothies, and you're like, this is me now. I'm a smoothie guy now. And then you just run out of ingredients. And, and then you never do it again. It might be two years until <laughs> I do it again. It is. You get on a kick. You're like, this is so easy. And you're like, and then, but around like the fifth day, you're like, this is exhausting. There's so many steps involved with this. I think I should just eat the frozen fruit. <laughs> it's the cleanup process. It's yeah. Like, or or you run out of stuff like started strong. I had blueberries, strawberries, bananas, pineapple. You know, you're mixing match. I had coconut milk. I had different kinds of yogurts, and now I'm down to just blueberries and just strawberry yogurt. I'm like, we're gonna make this happen. Still good for you. Just less appealing. Yeah, it really is. Also, I've always find when I kind of do that, it's like I just get hungry so quickly after yeah. it because I think it's like it's already like it's ready to go. It's like digest mm-hmm. it fast, body. Mm-hmm. And yes. so for me, I would prefer to like eat it in chunks. <laughs> yeah. And I feel I like it just mean. gets it, it <laughs> digested slightly slower. So you're not hungry at 9 a.m. after I'm having sure. one at 8. Yeah, and fruit's great for you and everything, and I, I'm more of a vegetable dude by nature. I just eat vegetables oh, all the time, yeah. so f- smoothies are like my best way to get fruits, but you do realize that fruit is just like sugar, too. When you drink it, you just get that rush of just yeah. like, oh, I am so powerful, <laughs> and then I'll go on a walk and just fade so hard. That's interesting. I used to be a vegetable person, but then kids changed me because kids hate vegetables, and so the only way you can get mm. like that fiber into them is through fruits. Mm. And so it's like they have just fruits with every meal, and so we just are constantly buying. I spend so much money on blueberries and strawberries, man. Well, that's it's good. Insane. Are, that's going to be good. But yeah, so it's good. So now I just I, like uh, I've given up on vegetables. I only eat fruit now. <laughs> That's hey, you know, we'll meet in the middle somewhere. We'll get a big salad. I'm flying to Denver in two hours. This will come out a couple days after our show, I guess. Or no, yeah, it'll come out the day after our two our two shows in Denver. Yeah, we're just gonna assume they went amazing in Denver. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um. Also, oh yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who's maybe this is your first minisode, I doubt it. We tell your stories and then tell our stories. Yes. We have stories, we have confessions. The confessions this week, the prompt was places I've hid stuff or my one big secret. I got a few. Do you have any stories or anything, Kurt? I do have a story that I want to share. I'm in. Uh, before we get into confessions, this is Carl's. This is from Carlsberg719 mm. on Instagram. Figured you guys would appreciate this story. In the 60s, my mom was about five at the time. Her okay. nickname is Beaver, as she had. <laughs> as <laughs> she had. Yeah, already, I'm in. <laughs> as she had bad ADHD and is always all over the place. 
which is I didn't know beavers were always all over the place, but I guess so. Yeah, um, he's just a beaver. I get oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, they're always like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to go over here. Uh, <laughs> she and her family went to the zoo. My mom climbed into the, she's five years old. My mom climbed into the bear enclosure and sat on a rock. My mom got out safely after my grandma screamed, beaver, repeatedly. (laughs) My mom's, (laughs) my mom's older sister, Jill, AKA Jelly Bean. So this is Beaver and Jelly Bean going to the zoo, which should be a children's book, Carlsberg. Got her head <laughs> on the same trip, got her head stuck in between the railing of the gorilla exhibit. The fire department had to come and use oh the jaws of life to get yes. her head out. Yes. Needless to say, uh, uh, mom's family was blacklisted from ever returning to that zoo. Oh my God. Well, I guess so. I mean, if you let your kid in a bear enclosure, that's it should be a one strike policy <laughs> for bear enclosures. <laughs> Uh, and I said, oh, this is great. I'm going to do this one. She said, love it. Beave is the funniest woman on the planet. She has a very thick Minnesota accent. Think Fargo. Nice. She yes. actually went to high school with the Coen brothers. Uh, and huh. I could, yeah. Uh, I That's could, cool. I could write a stand-up with just Beave stories, quotes. My favorite is, quote, I could be a psychic, but only in New Jersey, which I, don't not, I do not understand. I don't that get quote. that reference at all. <laughs> is, it might be pop culture, something we don't know, but... Um, I guess I guess when you're in New Jersey, like I always say, you can always psychically tell that there's going to be an Italian specialties corner on every menu, no matter where you go. It's my favorite thing about New Jersey, even in Chinese restaurants, yeah. it's like, but do you want a little ziti? <laughs> Zoos are, I just love them, and I it's it's one of those things too. There's a we have a banana who listens to the um, Sea World documentary Blackfish. Or oh, yeah. she watches that just all the time. Like all the has, time. What? Yeah, when I had the banana phone, she was like, "That was her chill out movie." Like under the dish, oh my god, watch Blackfish. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like <laughs> she must have the most stressful life if that's the chill out movie. <laughs> I know. That's like, I know. It's so crazy. And I know there's like certain sadness to it, but like I love animals and I know a huge part of that's just going to the zoo my entire childhood. Like I, yeah. I've never heard an animal in my life. I don't like hunting, all that stuff. And I think it's because when I was a kid, I just said every time I go to the zoo, I remember the smells. I remember what it, I could like walk around the Baltimore Zoo without a map right now. It just was such a great part. Like, um, Oh. I, I think, but I never considered climbing. I was like an adventurous kid. I never considered climbing in. Like to me, it was no. very much like certain death. Oh yeah, no, it seems terrifying. Also, I I don't. I just love. I can't get over the the nicknames of Beaver and Jelly Beaver Bean. Beaver and Jelly Bean are so good. What, what did you ever have like a a good nickname growing up? Well, Scott and Scotty just leans towards nicknames like mm-hmm. you know people call me scooter or snotty or squatty or scooter magruder or scotty the body or scotchy scotchy drunk, drunk dragon scotchy the drunk dragon <laughs> that is what he is in my phone which i named him i think in 2000 like eight or seven yeah, or something definitely brooklyn definitely yeah. back in brooklyn um yeah <laughs> lauren for some reason my wife lauren in her head and i don't know where this came from i think it came from like a, a very early concept of romance for her like from her childhood but Uh in her head she thinks that the most romantic thing 
is for someone to give someone else a nickname. Oh, interesting. And so she has been wanting a nickname from me for 10 years. <laughs> yes, and not just like a not just like babe or Right. No, like, like a specific yeah. nickname. And I would try them out, but none of them seem right <laughs> oh, to me. Boy. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That, yeah, it has to happen naturally. Or it it happens. Yeah. And the one that I would think to go to, because her last name is Cook, the one I would think to go to would be Cookie. Um, and she hates cute. that. She oh. hates that. She's like, yeah. no, Cookie's terrible. And I was like, that was my first try. Like, she explained to me she wanted like a nickname. And I was like, Cookie. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's awful. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> yeah. But Cookie's so cute. Like, I like, there's occasionally there'll be like a reporter or somebody that's like, or an old actress from the 50s. It's like Cookie LaRue. And you're yes. like, Cookie's a cute name. Yeah. And then for a little while, I was calling her Goldie. Uh, but it never stuck, you know, it like never stuck where it was like it would just roll off my tongue when I was like yelling at her across the room or something. But my phone, uh, <laughs> my phone, for some reason, when yep. you go into the albums area of an iPhone, uh, had, they have pe- people's faces. Uh-huh. And some of them, if you go into your phone, they've yep. your phone has put names that it thinks are the people so right the algorithm associates an image yes totally yes. totally totally so uh in my phone uh lord's name is steve <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. And, and my name is patty <laughs> and so <laughs> and so i will get on our anniversary i'll get steve and patty through the years and it will make a video of lauren and and it just says steve and patty across the bottom of it so her nickname has now become steve which is perfect that's yeah that's so oh that made me laugh so hard that is so funny old steve and patty steve and patty back at it all these years still the same Oh, the flame hasn't gone away. We went through a period, when I was a kid in my neighborhood, we had um, tons of families. We'd play these epic games of flashlight tag, and every person had a nickname. If there Mm -hmm. were 25 of us, and it would be like Booger, a girl named Lainey was nicknamed Booger, and everybody called her Boog or Booger because she like sneezed on her shirt one time. There was a kid who once came to play football, and he had had eaten ice cream and had chocolate on his face, but... we were like, what's on your face? And he didn't know what we were talking about. You're like, you have stuff on your face. And he's like, peanut butter. So then he was peanut butter forever. <laughs> we had a kid that wore cut off jean shorts once that were a little too short. So everybody called him Bayou Billy. It was like, <laughs> Bayou Billy is so yeah. creative. Where did Bayou <laughs> Billy come from? That's well, so there, crazy. There was a really crappy Nintendo game, first gen Nintendo, about a redneck who hunted gators named Bayou Billy. Oh, and so okay. one of the older kids must have known it or whatever. But so we were all playing. We would play every sport together. There were big kids or younger kids. Um, there were people whose parents would go to work all day, and they were just fully available to do whatever the hell they want. And then mm-hmm. there were like helicopter parents, and there were yeah. these two kids who had a pool. Who we, I think, if they lived were my neighbors for five years, we went in that pool like twice, and it was just because their mom was super protective. Two boys, Michael and Rye Rye, little Rye. Everybody called him Little Rye. And they were my age. And so one night, all the older kids are like, we're going to play a game called high-low, which is uh, uh, it was football in the front yard. And they would pass it to one of us. And one of the big guys would hit you up high, like clothesline you, and another one would grab oh, your legs. Oh, my God. So they were just demolishing all of us. So 
me, Kyle, the Funks, Chris, Nick, and Joe Funk, the oh Glovers, God, the Funks. Yeah, everybody was there. And so it was one of the rare times that Michael and Rai Rai, little Rai, were allowed to hang out. <laughs> and we were getting demolished. I mean, you'd leave with bloody lips. You'd get bruised. And the game was the teenage kids would beat the shit out of the eight, nine, ten-year-olds. But, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty tough now, so I'll, I'll take it. So they're there, and I can tell that they're excited just to be included. You know, like when you're a boy and you just want to be included, even if you're not a big athlete. You just want to be in the mix. Yeah. So there, we're playing. We're all getting demolished. All the older kids are there. Some of these older guys, like twenty-something-year-old guys, come. They're beating the shit out of us. And <laughs> it's so all crazy. this, I know. And it's like four p.m. summer, summer yeah. break. And this minivan pulls into the driveway of the Marrow's house, and it's the mom. And she rolls down the window and goes, "Michael, Rye, Rye, it's bath time." No, and their faces no, no. dropped. And all the older guys were like, what? And they did this walk of shame. Like, I know the walk of shame is usually after a one-night stand. These two poor boys, like, their heads just dropped. The mom didn't say anything else. Just elbow out the window. Michael, rye, rye. (laughs) Bath bath. time. Time for your bath. Also, Mike was probably, like, 13. This wasn't, like... Uh, he was into shower age, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I I never... They never played with us ever again. They... It was the most humiliating thing and i think the mom was also a kook like i think i don't think she knew how bad what she was doing but there was like 13 boys besides those two who i mean we never saw them again they like they would wave getting on the school bus because it it was like stand by me it was like so hurtful and like and you know we're all laughing and snickering but i was again i'm probably 11 and so half the guys are 15, 16, 17, a couple 20-somethings, and they just were like, bye, guys, have fun in your bath. And it was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, my I've God. never, I've, I, I really, they moved away soon after, too, not because of that. But I've always kind of wondered if it, like, yes. that moment defined their childhood. Yeah, right? Oh, it my God. It was so crazy, man. And it, now, like, hurt. And now Rai Rai, he he does kite sailing. <laughs> like he does the most right. extreme sports to prove his masculinity. Right. He does what's right. he does, what's the, he does squirrel suit jumping. Yes. I would, I, that's best case scenario, I think. Oh my oh, god. Killed I, me. I saw a squirrel suit video. They're called squirrel suits, right? Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. The flying the, the skydiving thing people. with the wings. Yeah. A dude. <laughs> I mean, like these people want to die. They, yes, they do. He flew into an active volcano. <laughs> he flew it right, and like he was going to hit the the edge of the volcano, but because of the updraft of the right. heat of the active volcano, it like shot him upwards. Uh, so he just like makes it over the lip of it. I'm just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Not worth it. I mean, no. again, at some point in that guy's or gal's life, their mother pulled up in a Dodge Caravan yes. in front of all the neighborhood boys and said, <laughs> "Rye, rye, time for your bath. <laughs> oh, and now he's like, I am trying to die, but I'm too afraid. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here's a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's see. This is Places I've Hid Stuff. Hey, Banana Boys, love the podcast. In high school, I had the biggest piece of shit car, while all my other friends had nice ones that their parents had clearly bought for them. Yes, mm-hmm. we get that. I remember that experience. Mm-hmm. There were kids that were 
sophomores that were turned 16 and their parents bought them cars. So they were like the oldest kids. And I was 14, they were 16. Man, they were really popular until everybody turned 16. I did uh, not, I don't think I knew a single person. Yeah, I did not have that experience. I didn't know anyone who had a new car or like a, or like a, or was bought a car. Every, because yeah. I was the only one who had a car. <laughs> yes. It was my mom's old car. And That's then, great. like, and then she got a new car, and I got her old car, and it was like falling yeah. apart. Yeah, um, I but love I was, those. Those were the best. It was a, it was a Honda. It was a Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. And then the I, when I was, when I was done driving it, after three years, it was worth five hundred dollars. I sold it for five hundred dollars. I'll tell the story longer on on the main pod, but. In college, one of my roommates, Brendan, needed a car, and that guy, Ozzy, that I've mentioned many times, could fix cars, and he sold Brendan a station wagon for $200. It was a brown Caprice Classic, and um, he sold it for like $1,000 or $500 two years later because that thing just never died. But it was it's a legendary car. I'll I'll talk about it on the main pod sometime. Um, Anyways, uh, all my friends had nice cars that their parents clearly bought for them. I would love to say they never teased me about my car, but they did. And even though I loved my little POS, it hurt my little feelings. So, (laughs) what's an angsty teen girl to do? I used to hide my drugs. Oh, I used their cars to hide my drugs. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) When we would all hang out, I would sneak out to their cars. We all would exchange keys or hang out or whatever and hide pot and E in parentheses. I'm old. (laughs) In various places around their cars, between the seats and the trunk and the glove boxes, you name it, I hit it there. <laughs> I never got caught, and I don't know if they ever did, but it made me feel like less of a loser to have them drug muling for me without even knowing. <laughs> I mean, great confession. You're absolved, great first of confession. all. Great confession. Wow. Just, they were driving her drugs around town. It's so good. Uh, and also, it goes back to... um. Like whether people call because uh, for for the youngins out there, Molly used to be called ecstasy, and yeah, e. people some people call it E, and some people call it X, and it was yes. never clear as to That's which right. it actually was supposed to be called. Because uh, now I think X is like oxy or something. Sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, do you remember herbal ecstasy? Oh my god! Yeah. They, so for again for people who aren't dinosaurs, ecstasy hit pretty hard and it was big into rave culture. And in the early '90s, it was essential for rave culture. And then parents or whoever people were concerned, so they made this thing called herbal ecstasy, which is like two pills that you could kind of buy. You could just yeah. go get it, and it was supposed to be like the safer version. And it made I heard I'm sure you took it at some point. I don't know if you remember, but all I remember is somebody was like, "Here, it's not illegal. Take this. It's like the same thing." And it just made me sweat. It just made. Yeah. It, I was a kid. I was probably like 13, 14. I just remember sweating profusely and being like, "I think this is just like Dexatrip. I think it's just like speed or something." It was. Um, I think for the most part, it was uh, ephedrine. Uh, it was like a little bit of ephedrine, which at the time was legal because yes. people weren't making it into meth yet. Uh, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I remember yeah. it being horrible, and I wasn't into drugs back then or anything. But yeah. I just remember taking and being like, "This sucks." Yeah, there's. This I, is what ecstasy is like. <laughs> I remember it was. I was my first day, my first day at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. Great school. 18 years old. I go to a party, 
And this guy, he's like a punk guy, and I'm talking to him, and he like drops his beer, and he's like, oh, sorry, man, I'm on a bunch of white crosses. And I was like, what are you talking about? What are white crosses? I went to Catholic school. What are you saying yeah. to me? And he's like, dude, tomorrow, you got to try them. Go to 7-Eleven and buy a Fedrin. It comes in a, little, in a little box. So you could just go to 7-Eleven, and they had it, and it was, they called white crosses because they literally just had a, like a cross oh, on them, super yeah. little tiny pills. He's like, take 10 of them. And you'll just be crazy, man. And so I did it, and it was it was the weirdest high I've ever, ever experienced in my whole life. And to this day, to yeah. this day, because of that experience, I cannot take any... Um, any like a decongestant that has like pseudoephedrine or ephedrine right. in it now because I immediately get nauseous. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Also, it's so weird because I know that 7-Eleven that you're talking about yes. just from memory because it was really close to campus. It was, it right was there. like right there. And there yeah. wasn't a ton around there. Mm -mm, no, there There's wasn't. Not a ton right off Northern Parkway or wherever that is. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That, yeah. That I was remember, my first experience. Well, like all the bad girls at the school dances in Catholic school would take diet pills and then just yeah. be running around, yeah. just be like laughing so hard and dancing and falling down. And like the teachers would be like, we don't know what this is. We don't know We're, what it is. It was we so don't know confusing. what you're doing. Your eyes aren't bloodshot. You don't yeah. smell like alcohol, but you're just running around like a, a marathoner right now. Yeah. While Cheryl Crow plays. <laughs> oh, man. We, we only got one through one confession. That's great. One confession, we got so many story. more confessions for, for some more, uh, more mini-sodes coming up, of course, every two weeks. And if you're listening to this on the main pod, if you want to hear these when they drop, yep. uh, it, they're all on Amazon Music and the Wondery app. Uh, so you can listen to through us. there, and you can listen when they actually happen, as opposed to six months later when they go on the main feed. But thank That's you. That's right. To everybody, uh, keep sending Always. in your personal stories. Uh, and your confessions. We love them. We're doing them live. And uh, yeah, always anonymous, always absolved. You are absolved. You are absolved. Uh, thank you to Katie Levine, our producer. Thank you to Lisa Magid, our intern, who's also a full human. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Karen Georgia. Thanks, And Scotty. exactly right. Thanks, Curtie B. I'll see you in Denver. Meh. Banana. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.